This is the e-commerce Germany news podcast with F. A. Ajunas. Powerful conversations, leadership stories. Let's talk e-commerce. Hi everyone. Welcome to our interview series powered by e-commerce Berlin Expo. My name is F. A. Ajunas, and today I'm delighted to share with you some insights provided by one of the biggest e-commerce marketplaces in Europe. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome you, Emilia Gregorczyk, to this episode. Um, Emilia works at Allegro, um, the predominant marketplace in Poland, and we are very much looking forward to getting some insights from Emilia today and have a conversation about how everything around marketplaces, everything around e-commerce, and how the Polish market <clears throat> around Allegro is doing right now. And uh, we will move on to also some discussion about larger European context. So welcome, Emilia. Um, please introduce yourself. Uh, maybe also you can say a few words about what Allegro does. First of all, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here and have a chat with you. Uh, I'm responsible for the sourcing strategy uh, at Allegro. I focus on EEA, Turkey and the US meaning that my job is to find a way to attract international sellers from this region to the Polish market to sell on Allegro to the end consumers. Allegro is a predominantly B2C marketplace that uh, up until recently focused just on the Polish market, but uh, actually this year we started international expansion. So I hope I'll be able to help more international companies expand not only to Poland, but to Central and Eastern Europe. That sounds very exciting. And um, I'm sure after a couple of minutes of discussions, we'll also get to that expansion part. Um, so as you know, Amazon accounts for 53% of all retail sales in Germany. So when we look at um, Allegro in Polish context, we also see some similarities, but I do know for a fact that there are also some differences. So uh, do you want to maybe touch upon that? Um, what if you compare yourself to Allegro, uh, to Amazon, so what are the similarities and differences? Right, so first of all, I mean, every company tries to get the biggest share of their sector, their market, but a very important point that I think I would like to highlight here is that our goal as Allegro is really to increase the share of e-commerce in retail in Poland. So we fight for the whole Polish e-commerce really. And we do believe that competition is what fuels that growth. So the more companies appear on the market, the more players enter the market, the better it is for the end consumer. And the whole market can grow. And we see huge potential because actually the forecast regarding the total e-commerce market value in Poland for 2027, I think, is around 40 billion euros. Wow. And that's a jump from 20 billion euros in 2021. So that's a huge growth and we are very happy that we can be a part of it. So um, that's our predominant goal. And because you asked me about differences, <laughs> uh, of course, well, as a starting point, we and Amazon, we are both horizontal marketplaces, meaning that we operate across different categories. We try to cater for needs of different customers and have loads of offers 
from all sorts of sectors under one roof. And similarly to Amazon, we have our own metrics and so on, and we could just like deep dive into those practical details, so to speak. But if we take a step back, one of the biggest differences that I see personally, personally is the origin. And that is Allegro originated 22 years ago as a marketplace. We have always been a marketplace. We started as C2C, then transformed, but we have always been a marketplace. So a place that creates opportunities for sellers to grow their businesses and for buyers to find best products in the best prices, which is even more important these days than ever. And then we are a local player. So that's a huge difference because for the vast majority of time, we've been focused on building strong brand within Poland by being very, very close to our customers. We got to know our customer base. We try to adapt to their needs as fast as possible. And if you look at our net promoter score, uh, which is the metrics that tells us how well we are doing, then the total is above 80. And when you take some of our flagship programs like Allegro Smart or Allegro Pay, it's way above 90. And maybe I could actually add here a couple <laughs> of sentences because that is very exciting for us. Allegro Pay is a deferred payment method. So we are talking about fintech here. We, as marketplace, developed a product within fintech. We basically talked to our customers and realized that they need to have such a solution ready on the platform without going to the bank, without asking for a loan. So, so simplifying quite a few processes. Yeah. And we just did it. And that's quite unique if you look at how marketplaces approach such topics. Yeah, yeah definitely. What, what I find, um, what I'm curious about is also um, the top product categories, for example, where, product, uh, where merchants are already selling very successfully on Allegro. Um, maybe you could say a few words on that one. And what I would find also interesting is that um, which are some of the emerging categories for merchants if they were to start selling on um, Allegro? Right, so we altogether have 14 categories on Allegro and as a rule of thumb, I could probably say that uh, everything goes well and there might be two things that might be a bit more tricky, so to speak, but we see it across all e-commerce platforms. That is heavy and bulky and fresh food. And this is something that poses a challenge, but we are learning it. Apart from that, actually, we see growth across all of our categories with some of them constantly being on top. And this would obviously be electronics, home and garden, sports and leisure. But then if you look at different metrics, you will see that, for example, supermarket category grows really, really fast in terms of quantities. These are usually, let's say, cheaper products. But especially after what happened in the last two years, people discovered that they can get those everyday products on Allegro, so they started buying them. But it's actually not just about the category. In my opinion, it's more about the strategy. Because 
you might try to enter the marketplace with a product that is qualified as, let's say, successful, that is within a so-called successful category. But if you don't have a good strategy, you're not going to succeed really. So the first and very most important thing is to understand the platform that you want to sell your products on. And in terms of Allegro, we have an offer-based structure. That means that our listing shows offers coming from different sellers and they are put in some sort of an order. Those at the top have the highest visibility. So you need to crack the code. You need to learn how to be high on the listing to reach your customers. So if someone asked me which category is successful, I would say the one in which you have a strategy. Learn about the marketplace because when you learn it, your sales will skyrocket. Use the educational materials because marketplaces provide free educational resources, loads of them and loads of support. So that's ready for you to use. And use the tools that you've got because marketplaces have sales management tools built in. In our case, we have a tool that's called Allegro Analytics and it's based on real Allegro data. Let's say you are a seller. You enter Allegro, you start selling and you get access to Allegro Analytics. You can analyze your own sales you can compare yourself against your competition. You can see how the categories are doing and so on. And this is not some third party analysis. This is actually real data that's available purely to sellers on Allegro. It's all embedded within the platform. Yes. That sounds very nice. And um, also gives new merchants quite a few possibilities to start, right? Definitely, definitely. It makes my life much easier. Although I would say that uh, starting on a marketplace by default is a more convenient, more comfortable option for merchants because marketplaces come with the whole infrastructure built in. So you don't need to build the whole platform. You don't need to implement IT solutions, payment solutions, things like that. Like I often get asked by prospective sellers, how uh, they are supposed to enable XYZ payment method. And the thing is, they just don't do it because it's already there. The only yeah. thing they need to decide on is, do I accept cash on delivery or not? And by the way, most of them don't. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's all there. So I would say use the tools, understand the platform, use the infrastructure, and create your own strategy to target your customer group because the traffic is already there. The big customer base is already there, but try to think who you want to target, how you want to appear higher on the listing, where you want to appear, what marketing tools you want to invest in, and yeah, just see how it goes. To me, it all sounds um, very straightforward uh, as you as you talk about these things but then again there are external factors um, that prevent merchants from really tapping into a certain opportunity or kind of provide difficulties for them to plan for the future right now um, we are three years into the corona crisis we have you know it's been a 
time of disruptive changes since 2020. So what merchants have been going through is immense in terms of like the lockdowns and we, we, we see merchants tapping into different channels uh, to be able to reach con consumers because the consumer behavior is changing rapidly, right? So it's a, it's a time of these disruptive changes. And when you look at now, you have the inflation crisis, you have the war in Ukraine and all these factors. So and first, first of all, how do these changes in, uh, affect consumer behavior? Do you, can you maybe give us some insights what you're observing in your market right now? Um, and then in follow-up, I'd be curious how that affects cross-border trade and the merchant side with supply chains and so on. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we all know what happened two years ago. <laughs> we wanted to avoid social interactions, so I think it's not a surprise that uh, the popularity of parcel lockers increased. I know, however, that it is not really that popular in Germany. I think that only around 17% of orders get ordered to parcel lockers in Germany. But do you know how many orders get ordered to parcel lockers in Poland? 40%? 62. <laughs> 62. Yeah. And you know what? It's not even the highest because it turns out that in the Baltics this reaches around 70, 80 okay. percent. So that leaves us a huge room for growth. Why and do you think is that the case? Are like people like self-service solutions better or they can deal with it in a different way? I think both. Like I know what happened to me two years ago. I was uh, stressed, probably as most people in the world, and I absolutely didn't want to see that poor delivery guy bringing parcels to my door. I just didn't want to see anyone. Whereas with a parcel locker, I could just go pick up the parcel whenever I was ready and just head back home. Obviously providing that you have a parcel locker nearby, which is a very popular option in Poland. You've got it nearly everywhere. Okay. So. That brings us to the convenience, yeah? It's easy, it's convenient. You can order multiple things to one location, what I do very often, and you don't need to be at home to pick them up. Yeah. You can just pick them up whenever you're ready. You can uh, go away for a weekend and pick up the parcels when you're back. This is, this is very, very convenient. And, um, and I think that also the fact that companies that provide those parcel lockers are also trying to tap into the needs of the consumers and provide better service, let the consumers see the advantages of using those solutions. That's actually what I said at the beginning. Competition fuels growth. The more competitors, the better services are offered to the consumers. And uh, yeah, so in Poland we do have a couple of players and actually we as Allegro, we launched our own Allegro One boxes. So we do have our own parcel lockers as well. Um, so that's in terms of using parcel lockers. But you did ask me about overall consumer behavior. Uh, apart from like the type of orders, the type of deliveries maybe that started getting more and more popular, we see an overall growth in online shopping. Many people 
discovered that online shops are available 24-7. They don't need to queue. They can find good deals and they can get things delivered conveniently, fast and preferably in a cheap way. So 33% of Poles buy more online as a result of COVID. Many of them started buying products that they didn't used to buy online. So they basically discovered that they can get certain things online instead of going to a stationary shop. And for some of them, online became their first choice. What we've also observed is actually silver generation. During the pandemic, the interest in online shopping in the older age group increased by 12% in Poland. And it turns out that the vast majority of this silver generation uses electronic banking. More and more of them uh, use social media and they basically are ready to become proper online shoppers. So that's definitely a vital trend. What's the age group for the silver generation? I would say it's probably like above 55. Let's put it like this above 55 and um, I guess you might wonder whether this hasn't stopped with the war. We do know this type of boom happened also elsewhere, Yeah. but then how's the situation right mm. now, right? Yeah, so um, it's not a surprise that the situation, especially in Poland, is slightly different because we actually have this conflict just around the corner. So this has a negative impact uh, on everything and obviously the currency is and will be a challenge simply because of our geopolitical situation Polish Zloty is getting weaker then there are questions should people buy or should they not but the recent data shows that actually the Polish consumers are not willing to stop buying they are willing to keep buying, but they want to optimize their shopping and they use different strategies. Of course, some of them will decide, okay, I don't need this thing or that thing, but the vast majority will move their shopping online category by category because they can see different deals there. They can choose the best option that suits them. They actually started focusing more on high quality goods. So not really spending less, but being more mindful of how they spend money. And this, I think, is going to, like, this trend is going to keep growing. Because in some cases, they also realize that the prices are increasing and they probably will keep increasing. So perhaps it makes sense to invest in something now instead of waiting for the prices to go up. Okay, that's interesting. Also, the buyer profile. I remember looking at some uh, reports from Allegro that the, the predominantly the profile is between 35 to 45, I believe, that, of consumers that have the purchasing power and that are um, buying online more than perhaps other age groups. And um, also the education level surprised me um, among these people. Uh, most of them had um, yeah. Better than higher education. Yeah, most of Polish society's got uh, educated is educated. It's uh, actually forty one percent of the population has higher education, not to mention secondary education and so on. 
And uh, yeah, 77% of all internet users in Poland are regular online shoppers. Most of them are women, residents of biggest cities, and those uh, highly educated. And usually the age group is over 35. We now remember about this silver generation that entered. So we see that people that are over 35 are most frequent bias in terms of age. Given that, um, given that we're in Germany and I'm asking you these questions in Germany, I'm also curious um, what the opportunities are for merchants in the DAO region to tap into the Allegro platform or like do business in, uh, with Poland. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think that we would probably need to first think of the type of companies we talk about. And I would assume we would talk more about SMEs because that's the majority of businesses. So if you imagine yourself as an SME um, and you want to sell online, you want to sell cross-border, what would be the biggest factor that would impact your decisions? If I can think of a lot of things, uh, uh, entry barriers, um, money, actually, if you think about it, it's like the most obvious thing, money. Yeah. And that's where marketplaces create opportunities, because if you try to expand yourself, you would need to build your presence from scratch. You would need to build the whole logistics uh, uh, ecosystem from scratch. You would probably didn't have you, you probably wouldn't have the money, the energy, the time and the resources to do it. Whereas marketplaces have everything included. And what you touched uh, um, on is the entry barrier that is very, very low in terms of marketplaces. For example, on Allegra, there is no registration fee, no listing fee in most categories. We are open to companies of all sizes selling across all categories. So that means that you can register an account for free, list as many products as you want, and you only start selling when you start, when you earn, sorry. On, paying. Yeah, you only start paying when you start selling. Because it's a commission-based yeah, system, it's right? a commission-based system. Yeah. Or if you use some additional uh, marketing tools like um, features, advertising, things that we all know. Yeah. Uh, you get access to a large database of consumers that are already there and they are willing to buy because they know the platform. In case of Allegro, it's more than 13.5 million regular clients and we get 22 million page views every single month. And here actually something that is hugely important for international sellers. 75% of Polish buyers buy from domestic e-shops compared to only 32% that buy from the foreign ones. That means that if you are an international company, you need to localize and you need to get trust. It's easier to get consumer trust if you enter through a company that is already well established and well trusted because our spontaneous brand awareness in Poland is at 86%. So it's easy to enter. You've got the infrastructure. You've got um, 
partnerships negotiated already because we as Allegro, we cooperate with couriers, with integrators, with um, payment service providers and so on. We provide basically the space where you can grow and do your business and you can do it on your own terms. Listing manually, through CSV files, via direct API connection, if you have the resources to do it, or you can connect via third-party integrator. It depends on you and yeah, we will just be happy to help you and provide support and resources. Sounds very interesting and sounds like um, there's a solution for every business size or um, magnitude. Uh, how about expansion in, uh, as, as a company when you look at different markets such as the Central European markets? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your expansion uh, strategy? Sure. So, um, yeah, as you've probably heard, we started our international expansion this year and um, I would divide it in two areas. So one is international delivery that we enabled in Q2 this year. And that means that now both Polish and international sellers can offer their products in 24 EU countries. And these offers will be visible on an international Allegro website. Let's say you are a German customer, you can browse the international Allegro website and you will see offers that come from sellers who enabled delivery to Germany. So that's one side. Uh, another side, a project that is actually much bigger for us, is uh, literally our expansion to Central and Eastern European countries, because this year we acquired Mall Group and we do. So overnight, our reach uh, expanded to five additional countries, and that is Czechia, Slovakia, Hungary, Slovenia, and Croatia. So our goal now is to fully integrate these markets. And that means, um, that means actually also infrastructure, because if you think about it, it's not just about adding some additional countries to your offers, to your offer. What you want to do, you want to offer the same seamless experience across all of those countries. And that means seamless payments. That means best customer experience in local languages. That means logistics that functions at the same level in every single of those countries. So um, our expansion on the one hand means expanding the potential customer base because now like combined we're talking about six countries whose population will be around 70 million people. And these are 70 million potential clients essentially. But it's also about expanding the infrastructure in those countries, helping them to reach the level that would provide the same amazing customer experience and the same amazing seller's experience. Because we want our sellers to be able to enter Allegro and within one click list in all of those countries with the very same experience, the same satisfaction, the same um, IT tools. And uh, yeah, that's our goal. And we are rolling that out starting with Czechia next year. You've been talking about product categories that are successful. You've been talking about success factors and how easy and straightforward the process is. 
Uh, to me, it all sounds good in theory, but in terms of practice, especially for German businesses trying to tap into um, the Allegro platform, I can imagine also there there is going to be quite a few uh, challenges. So um, without creating such a optimistic picture, can you maybe tell us a little bit about what the challenges they could be expecting and um, what they need to be prepared for? Sure. Um, I think that the starting point is that Allegro is different to Amazon and Amazon is very well known in Germany and very popular here. So the first thing that will be a challenge will be understanding a new marketplace. Because I did mention that uh, Allegro's got an offer-based structure. That means that in order to succeed, you need to be high on the listing. And the offers of all other sellers will be visible on the listing. So these might be offers of the same product coming from different sellers or at different price levels and so on. So that's a valid question. Like, what do you do to win? Like, what do you have to practically do? Yeah. What are the steps you have to... So... Um, because I can imagine someone else has way more page authority that you need to challenge. There are different factors that impact that, and it's a mix of that. Um, so the Allegro listing is by default sorted by relevance. And um, if I were to think about four elements that are the most important and that have the biggest impact on your position on the listing, that would be content, sales quality, visibility, and delivery um, and by content I mean your offer content you need to create an offer that is well optimized in terms of keywords and the titles and the descriptions and because your end consumers are in Poland the content for the Polish market needs to be provided in Polish and for other markets it can be in English but for Poland it has to be in Polish so then, chances are you need to work with a local uh, localization yes. um, agent. Um, you could go around it a bit. It depends how you construct the descriptions. But based on my experience, if you want your content to be really good, it's worth investing a bit in it. Because Polish is not the easiest language ever, let's be honest. So if you localize well, you have high chances to succeed. If you don't do it very well, your offer are not going to look very professional. Um, the parameters, so-called product attributes or values, the more you add, the more accurate they are, the better. Then sales quality is a metrics that we could compare a bit to the Amazon's account health that some of the German sellers might know. So it's kind of like an overall score that tells you how well you are doing in terms of, let's say, customer service, whether you reply within the required timeline, and that is 24 hours, by the way. Or maybe your average response rate is super great, so you can get additional points for that. The more points you have, the higher the score, the better the position on the listing. Do you have perhaps a guideline like a white paper that is specifically mm -hmm. designed for such businesses so that they can follow a step-by-step -step approach? We uh, do have a whole educational platform that's called Allegro Academy. And uh, that contains courses, short interactive courses or live webinars. Yeah. We also have an Allegro Help Center 
in English and in Polish. So that contains a lot of um, information that will help you but find out. You don't have, do. let's say, German help content. No, the content is available in two languages, in Polish and in English as of now. And uh, then another thing that I would pay very close attention to, especially if you are a German seller, um, is delivery. Because delivery is actually one of the key factors. The faster the delivery, the better. These days, people expect fast delivery. And we looked into uh, our own Allegro data. We looked at how international sellers are doing depending on their delivery, delivery um, terms. And it turned out that if they deliver within 48 hours, the chance of sales is at around 50%, which is pretty much normal across all uh, platforms. But if the delivery was longer, like around seven days, the chances to sell across all categories dropped down to approximately 20%. So in cross-border, if you ship from Germany, you need to think, how fast can I deliver? That's one thing. Is it worth to ship it from Germany? Or maybe it's worth to move the stock to Poland? Maybe use a local warehouse. Depends. But let's say you decide to stay in Germany and ship from Germany. Then uh, there's Allegro Smart. And that's something similar to Prime. For those, uh, for those who sell on Allegro. So buyers pay early subscription and they can enjoy free delivery and free returns. And um, How many smart customers do you have? We've got 5 million regular users of smart and we enabled actually now a smart family. So these okay. users can add more users. What's important for you as a German seller is what happens if you are within the smart program and what happens if you are not. Yeah. So smart offers get a special badge that's visible on the listing and it goes higher on the listing and it turns out that they are chosen 2.5 times more often than regular offers so if you don't have allegro smart you risk much lower visibility luckily for you germany is one of the countries for which we enabled allegro smart it's available only if you ship from poland from germany the netherlands france or Czechia. Yeah. So in your case, you already have this competitive advantage, but you should also be aware of the consequences of not being within Allegro Smart because you might be missing the opportunity to reach many, many more customers. That sounds like um, some concrete tips for, to help our merchants in, here in Germany. Thanks a lot for the, all the insights. And I'd like to wrap things up with one um, question, which is rather uh, large. Like It's like looking at the crystal ball. Um, how do you see the future of marketplaces? Um, because at a time where you see a lot of changes, we've talked about um, disruptive changes, at a time where it gets more and more difficult to plan concretely for the future uh, without pivoting quite often. What do you think of, how do you see um, in a couple of sentences, how, how do you see the future of marketplaces? Mm. I think that marketplaces are future, really. Um, just in Poland, the marketplace's share uh, in retail, uh, in e-commerce is at 45%, and by 2027, it's expected to grow to over 55%, which already shows us the trend. Then, if you think about what's going on in the world with 
the crisis that we're facing and so on, those benefits that marketplaces offer will be the answers to the questions of both sellers and buyers. With the supply chain problems, marketplaces usually come with fulfillment solutions. You can move your stock closer to your end consumers, reduce the cost of the whole supply chain, and do not compromise the customer experience. So when I think about marketplaces, I think they are definitely the future. That's an excellent way to wrap things us uh, up. Thank you very much, uh, Emilia, for taking the time and to be with us today for our listeners and viewers. Um, that being said, I'd like to finish this conversation. Um, yeah, see you around, Emilia. Thanks. Thank you for having me.